Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials, and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest toothpaste, secret deodorant, Old Spice deodorant, or Gillette razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. Week 6 wrapped up last night with the Cowboys getting the win over Jacob's favorite quarterback, Justin Herbert, and the Los <laughs> Angeles Chargers. He did not play well last night, Justin Herbert. No, uh, through the uh, game-costing uh, interception. But the big storyline for Steelers fans after Week 6 is the fact that as you were idle, all three of your foes in the AFC North picked up wins. The Ravens beat the Titans 24-16 to in London. Pretty much handled that game from start to finish. The Bengals, you know, looked great in the first half, slept walked through the second half, but they rode their defense to a 17-13 win over Seattle. And the Browns, perhaps with the biggest win of them all, knocking off the undefeated 49ers 19-17. Mm. And they did it with defense. Imagine that. Yeah. Uh, P.J. Walker was tasked to be the starting quarterback for the Browns in this game. He threw two interceptions and only threw for 190 yards. Got the win. Made a couple key throws. Cooper still had 108 yards receiving on four catches. Had some help from the refs, too, at the end there. Okay. What was that call? Like, why do we have the ability to slow things down and see it in slow motion and see that it was shoulder to shoulder if we're not going to be able to correct it and just right. say, oh, it was helmet to helmet and give the Browns a new set of down? Like, and not only, it was on third down. What was worse? It was on third down. Was it the Gibson play in that game? Or the were you fumble. watching Jets Eagles oh. when they called the blindside block on the Jets player? I don't think I saw that one. The Eagles player was staring at him like it. He looked and saw the hit coming, and, and then they called they it called a blindside block on the Jets and gave the Eagles well, the new set it down. Well, the Jets still won that game. They did, but it was. But there still... was still that that fumble. Did you see the fumble for Baltimore? No, I was driving home. I missed that. Yeah, I mean, just not. It was just just terrible. Just it was a bad weekend for the refs. If overall. you look up, I mean, while we're while I'm talking or, or after the show, look up the Jets blindside block. It's the most egregious thing you've ever seen. It was Jacob. When I tell you that the Eagles player was staring at the Jets player before he got hit, he was staring at the Jets player. There was nothing blindside about it. What do you do right now? Um, so very questionable calls. As you could make, you could have that take every week. It seems. But here's the, the thing: NFL. is that Baltimore won their game. And, and handedly so against the Titans. The Jets, the Jets ended up won that winning game, the yes. game against Philly. That play came lost. on third down within, what was it, with was it within the two-minute warning? Yeah. Or at least very close to it? Yeah, it was the end of the game. Niners lose that game. Um, now, granted, the Niners did have a chance to, to get the, win the game. Yeah, right. Jake Moody missed the field goal mm-hmm. that would have won by one. But you're right. I mean... You say, oh, well, you know, who really cares about a ref making a mistake like that whenever the team won that was supposed to win? But, you know, if, if refs keep making mistakes like this, you're going to end up looking like the Niners side of things, too, where you have a very legitimate gripe with the league as far as how the result of that game played out because of a call made late like that. But let's keep it with the Browns and the Niners to start because we said last week, or at least I did, 
you know, this is a game that's tricky for the Niners. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're thinking, are they going to go undefeated? Are they going to make a push for those 72 Dolphins for that 2007 Patriots, 2008 Patriots, whatever year it was? Are they going to make that push? They look good enough to do that. And this is a tricky test, though. You're going to Cleveland, 1 o'clock window. Really good defense for the Browns. It's not a gimme. And then you hear the news that Watson, despite being cleared, isn't going to play. And it's not Dorian Thompson-Robinson. It's P.J. Walker who's going to be getting the start for the Browns. And I'm thinking maybe they keep it close, but there's just no way that the Browns win this game now. I should have stuck with my original gut. Not to say that I was picking the Browns to pull the upset, but this game played out kind of how we prognosticated it, that it would, that it would be closer than people expected. The Browns' defense would keep them in the game. And I think we also were reminded, Jacob, that just because the Niners' offense looks so dominant week in and week out, in the NFL, you don't just go 17 straight games scoring 30 points and looking like, oh, this is the easiest thing in the world, and we're, we're playing max schools every single week. It doesn't happen. You are going to have some slow days offensively, um, and it came against one of the better defenses in football, and you end up losing the game because of it. So there goes the undefeated, oh, the Niners, are they going to run the table talk? Nope, they won't. No, and they're not the Browns going to. <laughs> are a team that gets the win, and if you're a Steeler fan, I mean – that's the one game where I think you looked at the weekend slate for your AFC North teams and you said, That's Ravens probably beat the Titans, Bengals at home against the Seahawks, they'll probably win that game. Got to have the, the Niners beat the Browns. The Browns stealing that win against the Niners, that's big as far as the division yeah, race is I mean, concerned. They now have the same record that you do as Steelers. It's funny you're how, expecting them to lose that game. It's funny how after the Steelers beat the Ravens, everyone who was so ready to quit on the team in the first half and then the quick turnaround was, oh my gosh, look at this. The Steelers are in first place in the AFC North. What a miracle. Why would we ever quit on this team? Well, one week later when the Steelers don't play, the Bengals are a half game back. The Browns have the same record. And the Ravens are actually currently leading the division with a 4-2 and record. So it just goes to show, yes, you can, yes, you can enjoy being in first place for the one, you know, second at last in week five of the regular season. But it just goes to show how tough this division is going to be. And I I don't know if necessarily the better team won on Sunday, right? If you let these teams play 20 times in a season or 17 times in a season, how many times will San Fran win and how many times will Cleveland win? It was just, it's a rookie kicker, Jake Moody, rookie kicker. They were playing physical all day long. I think what this game proved most, Tom, was we were doing our MVP odds um, analysis episode last week on Friday. I think what this game proves is Christian McCaffrey is the MVP of that team and arguably the MVP of this league. Because he gets hurt and they don't look as good? I mean, they put up how many points? 13 points? How bad was his injury, too? Because that can... I don't know if it's going to... I don't. I didn't hear anything about he's out for the long term. But, you know, something that Charlie Batch always points out, if you go out with an injury and you don't return, it's unlikely that you're going to replay that next week. I'm looking here. It looks like he's day-to-day. 
Yeah, and I, I don't think Debo Samuel looks like he's going to be out for much longer. I, I mean, honestly, they can live without Debo Samuel. Because of Ayuk. Ayuk and Kittle. I mean, Christian McCaffrey, that, that team went out there without Christian McCaffrey and put up 17 points. Granted, you're playing against arguably the second-best defense only to your defense right now. And maybe they're the best defense. Maybe they're they the, best be defense, the best defense, yeah. Because they held the best offense to only 17 points. Yeah, if you take that Ravens game out of their equation, the Browns, like, three points, three points, mm-hmm. 17 points, three points. Like, they don't give up any points. 17 points to the best team in football. Yeah, they don't give up any points. Yeah. that 17 points to that Niners offense is like a shutout, basically. It is. And granted, they did it without Christian McCaffrey on the field. Right. But. Yeah, it's not the Browns' fault. No. I mean. You got to take advantage. It's not the Steelers' you have to take fault. The Nick, Nick Chubb went out for the year. You have to take and, advantage of that. Mm-hmm. And the Browns did that. The Steelers did that against the Browns. It is funny to have that kind of like circle chart meme that people do, though, where right. it's like the Niners beat the, the Steelers, and then the Steelers beat the Browns, and then the Browns beat the Niners. So try to make sense of that. The Ravens. But win- I, I do think, to conclude on that on that game, I don't know how you don't put McCaffrey in MVP talk after that. It's it's just ironic because you had to you had to see what the Niners were without him to really show his value. The Ravens went to London and beat the Titans twenty four to sixteen. Um, you know the Re- Titans had a chance in this game late. Tannehill threw an interception uh, when the Titans had a chance to go ahead late in the game. Um, surprise! What surprise. Else Ryan, Tannehill Ryan Tannehill threw a costly interception. Then he gets hurt and leaves the game, and Malik Willis has to come in. Finish things off for the Titans. Um, not sure what their quarterback situation is going to look like as they head into their bye week next week. And Tannehill dealing with an injury that forced him to leave the game. Um, but my big thing with the Titans in this one is I'm looking at Derrick Henry. 12 carries for 97 yards. Best game of his why, best game of his season. Why 12 carries? Right. And we said before the Ravens game, you know, this Ravens defense is overachieving this year from what a lot of people thought they might look like. Why is that? Why aren't people able to get a lot of traction against them? And a lot of speculation is that they're not testing them on the ground enough. They're weak up front, or their weakest point is up front, and teams just aren't hitting them with the volume of runs that they need to to try to crack that defensive front. And it looks like the Titans with Derrick Henry were having a lot of success against that Ravens front. And to only give him 12 carries in a game where, I mean, at most you were down 18 to 3. I mean, you've come back before. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that was, game against Seattle last year, you were down by like three touchdowns. And then by, by the end of the third quarter, you're only down 18 to 13. You're only down by one score. So very You don't weird. need to just air it out. Right. The run like Especially that. when you air it out with Ryan Tannehill. And then you turn the ball over, which he did late in Ravens territory with the Titans having a chance to take the lead. So it's not like the Ravens came back out and right, you know, the the ship was righted after the Steelers mm-hmm. loss and, you know, they look like their old selves again. They just took care of a team that is much, much worse than they are. And they get to four and two, they're in first place in the division. That's great. But it's still nothing to write home about if you're Baltimore. No no win that makes you feel super great about your team. Lamar still threw an interception on the day. Um, you know, I, I, he was making big plays. He was making plays with his feet. He scrambled like always. But if I'm a Ravens fan, I'm happy I'm 4-2 and, and I'm at the top of the division. But I'm still waiting to see the team play its best. For sure. I They're just kind of... 
they're just kind of doing the thing where they're not playing to the to the level that you you've seen the Ravens with a healthy Lamar play as, but he's still healthy. And what do they do when Lamar's healthy? They win games. You typically see them putting up 30 points and running the ball however many times and running the ball for however many yards. We don't usually see these kind of, I don't want to say duds of a win, but they're not explosive wins, right? Oh, no, they're not. They're not... Nothing that like you look at the Miami Dolphins and how they win right. games or well, Miami's offense is is on another level right now. Chain, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Baltimore. All that matters is that they're winning with Lamar. If he's healthy, that all that matters is they're winning games. I, I we we talked about how last week. You know, there's that saying out there. They don't ask how you win. They ask did you win, right? And last week it was a bad example because of how poorly the Steelers played for the first. 50 minutes of that NFL of that of that game against the Ravens. But for the Ravens case, they're not playing that bad. They're not playing great football, but they're not playing so bad where you have to say they don't ask how you win. They asked, you know, did you win or not or how much did you win by? They asked, did you win or not? So it's okay. You know, as long as you're stacking wins and then if he gets hurt. I'm not I'm not saying, you know, I'm rooting for him to get hurt. I'm just saying I think it's likely that it's going to happen. If you can stack as many wins as you can with Lamar Hurt, then you can still make it to the playoffs. They made it to the playoffs last year without Lamar Jackson. I'm just looking at how about how about 20 of the 30 teams that played this week failed to score more than 20 points. Well, yeah, offense is way down. Jags scored 37 and the Dolphins scored 42. They were the only teams that had more than 30 points. Mm-hmm. In fact, they're the only teams that had more than 26 in a game last week. Uh, so the unders were running wild, brother, in the NFL on uh, Sunday and Monday. And the reason why I brought up those low-scoring affairs is because this final game in the AFC North slate, the Bengals and the Seahawks, 17-13, to really ugly win for the Bengals. But they look. this game was such a tale of two halves. 14-10 to at halftime. You know, both offenses are doing mm-hmm. some nice things. They're scoring points, 24 total points at the half. And then each team gets a field goal. In the second half, and they end the game seventeen thirteen. It's just really sloppy in the Jimmy, second half. The Eagles Burrow threw an interception. Eagles, Gio wow. Smith threw two interceptions. The Seahawks had that chance to do a game winning drive, and I believe it was what fourth down, and Geno just got completely murdered. Trey Henderson, Sam Hubbard had big games for the Bengals up front. Uh, those two are extremely underrated, and the Bengals defense is driven by those two. Uh, Geno Smith with the turnovers. Um, you know, the Bengals are now 3-3 three and three, heading into their bye week. They've got the Niners after their bye week, so they got two weeks to prepare for San Francisco. Joe Burrow, get a little bit healthier, make that calf maybe as close to 100% as it possibly can be. Um, he looked back in the first half. Mm-hmm. It was like 18 for 22, 140 yards. Yeah, didn't he complete like 10 passes in a row and yeah. two of them were for touchdowns? Which is Burrow. Like, Burrow goes mm-hmm. on those streaks where he's just completion, 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 completion. So he looked like himself in the first half, and then the second half looked like Joe Burrow from the first four games of the season this right. year, where he just, it was kind of meh. I mean, he threw for 143 yards in the first half. He only had 185 total. On the day. He was finished. Mm-hmm. So 18 completions in the first half, 24 total. I mean, he had six completions in the second half of the football game, and he threw an interception in the second half of that football game. It was an ugly second half for both teams. Both teams had a really tough sledding. Uh, maybe you credit the defenses for making good adjustments on both sides of the ball, but... 
for the Bengals, it was like you had a game against the Cardinals and a half against the Seahawks where Burrow and the offense looked like Burrow and the offense, and mm-hmm. you feel really good about yourself. And then you get a little nervous about the second half against Seattle. But I think, honestly, if I'm a Bengals fan right now, I'm saying that happens in the NFL. Good defense in Seattle. Pete Carroll had a little something for us as far as the adjustments were concerned. Burrow didn't play the best second half that he could have, but you still got the win in your 3-3. Three and three. So despite a dud of a second half against the Seahawks, getting that win and getting the 500 before the bye is huge. And I'm still, as a Bengals fan, thinking that we are on the upswing as a team and that we are, are back to where no we No doubt. Be. And it all starts and ends with Joe Burrow. If yeah. this was a team that has Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and Joe Mixon, but the quarterback is like Andy Dalton, I'm saying, okay, the Bengals could go Six and nine and eight, and you know, ten. something like that, like something decent. You know, maybe he gets them to the playoffs. It all is about Joe Burrow. No matter what situation they're put in, Joe Burrow can get them out of it. And now they're in that same spot that they were in last year where they were 3-3 three and three, um, to start the season and they just go on an insane run that saw them win the AFC North for the second straight year and fall just a field goal short of beating the Chiefs again and finding themselves in a spot where they could be in the Super Bowl for back-to-back seasons. Uh, so they were 3-3 three and three last year. They ended up getting to 5-4 and four before their bye week last year, so they're 3-3 three and three heading into their bye week. Uh, but after being 3-3 three and three last year, Jacob, they lost one more game to Cleveland, mm-hmm. and that was it. Of course. Because they always lose to Cleveland. But other than that, they ran the table after uh, a 3-3 three and three start. They finished the season uh, nine and one, and they have a bit of a tougher schedule this year than they did last year because they have a first place schedule. Including, well, they did last year too. But inc- they won the division. Yeah, two, two years straight ago? years they've won the division, wow. and but they get the Niners this year too, mm-hmm. and that's going to be such a big test for them coming off the bye week. But if Barrow and the Bengals beat the Niners and get to four and three before the Bills game the week after that, yeah, let's put it this way: they got the Niners and the Bills now after their bye. They split those games; they at least go one and one. They're probably going to win the North. They're they're pr- and then they have the Chiefs at the second week, the second to last week of the season. Those are the only three teams on that schedule where you look at and say those teams are. Maybe better than the Bengals. So like they'll go even. So even if they drop all those games, there's a chance in your eyes they'd be, still be 11 and six or 10 right. and seven or something like that. If you drop one more game, to mm-hmm. maybe the Steelers too. But I don't expect them to lose to all three of the Niners, Bills, and Chiefs. No, in fact, the Niners game I'll be interested to see how. Don't Burrow, you expect the Bengals to like show up to one of those games and look like 30 points per game? Oh, I'm I'm like, thinking it could happen not against the Chiefs or not against the Niners. Sorry, the because of. The Bills and the Chiefs, even though that game is in Arrowhead. You remember the Bengals' big game before they started, before they made their Super Bowl run in the playoffs, their big we're here moment was in the same week. It was week 17 in Kansas City. I mean, that game might have been in Cincinnati, actually, now that I think about it two years ago. But it was against the Chiefs. No one was counting on the Bengals to even make it to the postseason. But they win that game after being down by two touchdowns early on. Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase exploded. They did that twice that year. They right. did it in the playoff game against the Chiefs. Right. So they went into a hole and they came back. 
So I don't expect, just because that game is in Kansas City, I don't expect the Bengals to just roll over and let the Chiefs run over them. No, the, the Bengals have been the only real team that has consistently given the Chiefs problems right. since right. the Mahomes era. The Bills started. can't seem to do it. Nobody else seen. I mean, the Eagles had one shot at it. And the we'll Bucks see what, had one shot and did it. Right. I mean, we'll see what the Eagles do this year, from too. from the AFC side, mm-hmm. I think. Right. There's really been one the Bills team. can't do it. We haven't seen. The Chargers play them tough, but like they don't win. play them in big games. Like, Herbert has, what, one win over over Mahomes in his career? Burrow's 3-1 and one against Mahomes. Like, the only team so far in the Mahomes Chiefs era that has emerged as a thorn in their side has been is Cincinnati Burrow. Bengals. Mm-hmm. And, and it doesn't Joe matter. More it does not matter where that game is played either. No, he goes into Arrowhead and beats them too. Dude, he was a field goal away from being undefeated. Like, I mean, he was like a he, got blown out he was a late year. hit on Patrick Mahomes that could have been not called away from away from still being yeah, undefeated right. against him and going potentially being a back-to-back Super Bowl appearance quarterback and potentially having his first ring on his on his hand. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds you know, the basketball nerds. Like, you know, who's really good? Creighton. You don't watch Creighton. They play. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton? Is a is a is a good team. Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of the Yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys and they lose out to like, you know, Lil Dirk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Dirk was better. Why are you t- why are you telling me? The whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, so that was what the AFC North did uh, last week. Some other games of note. The Dolphins were down 14 to nothing before you even knew what happened. You went to the bathroom. Yeah, how about you that? went and got a sandwich from the kitchen, and then they were up 42 to 21 before <laughs> you even knew what happened. Uh, that's like college football, man. Like mm-hmm. uh, That offense is operating that's like, like uh, a, a Big 12 offense. The Colorado and, uh, Stanford, and game. Stanford game. Colorado's up 29 nothing and a half. You think, okay, there's nothing else for me to watch Even here. as bad as the Panthers are, 14 to nothing is a big deficit oh, in yeah. the NFL. And then to lose by 21 points on top of that, that's tough to do even if you are a winless team. Uh, but the Panthers are 0-6, the only winless team remaining in the National Football League. They got the Texans on their next game. Uh, that's after a bye week. And then they got the Colts and the Bears. So they got three chances there to potentially maybe grab their first win. We'll see if they can do that. I'm sure, you know what, I'm sure there will be a game against the Bucks who kind of came back to life this week against the Lions, the Falcons, or the Saints. I think they'll beat the Bears. I think the Panthers will beat the Bears. I think there's a potential for them to beat an NFC South team also. Speaking of the Bears, they scored 40 points against the Commanders a week ago. And, and then they had the wor- what looked like the worst game of Justin Fields' career. And he gets hurt. Right. And Tyson Badgett comes in. They lose 19-13 to to the Vikings. We said last week 
the Lions, and this is even more so true after they won again this week, that the Lions are in such control of the NFC North. Oh, it's not a catastrophe close. for them. Because as bad it. as the Bears look, the Vikings look just as bad. Right. But we did also say that the winner of this Vikings-Bears games would be the only team with a little bit of, you know, life left on the table to try to make something of the Lions. Yeah, I don't know. Just because the Packers, I don't, like... They stink. That's why I... They're they, bad, but they could they could rack up some... Decent wins against some bad teams. But the Bears and the Vikings haven't played the Lions yet. So that's what I was kind of thinking was you get to 2-4 yeah, and four and you right. still have a chance to right. control two games against that team. Bears are done now, 1-5. I think right now, after that week, watching how bad Justin Fields was and watching now that he's hurt, you have to take Caleb Williams first overall. If you're the Bears and you get one of those yeah. picks, yeah, absolutely. I, Justin Fields ain't the guy. Um, he was exciting when he could be healthy. But you remember, even when he was healthy, he's they not, lost. They ended their season like a 13-game losing streak last year. He's just not year. consistent enough. He's no. just not consistent enough. Um, the Eagles looking to be the only undefeated team left in the NFL after the Niners mm-hmm. losing the 1 o'clock window, mm-hmm. and they end up losing to Zach Wilson and the Jets. The Jets are 3-3, three and three, and watching that game really made me realize that if Rodgers didn't get hurt, they could very well be one of the better teams in the well, NFL. The Tom, defense is faux real. Tom. You saw Aaron Rodgers there He's in the pregame football, right? without any help, without any crutches, without any brace of whatsoever. What's what? It's the whatsoever. shaman he's seeing, that witch doctor that he's like, yeah, hey, like doing. He's all gonna come stuff. back. You think it's, he's gonna play this it's year? It's pretty obvious he's coming back. You think he's gonna play this year? It's pretty obvious to me. Yeah. So where do the Jets need to be when he comes back? Uh, well, that's the thing. I don't know where he's coming. back. I don't know when it'll happen. It would have to be towards the middle to the end of December, if anything, right? I mean that. You don't blow your Achilles out and then come. Not back a bad. Like, here's here's not a bad window. Anywhere at the start of the at the start of December, you have Atlanta with, and I'm saying with Rodgers in the lineup, you're a better team. Houston, you're a better team. Miami, that's going to be tricky. Then the Commanders, the Browns, okay, that's going to be tough. And the Patriots, you're a far better team. Yeah, but you lost them already, and you've lost 15 straight games to the Patriots, so they might just have your number. Yeah, but, but let that, me ask you this, Jacob. Sure. Is the defense good enough for the Jets to win their next three games? At the New York Giants, at home mm. against the Chargers, and then at Vegas. The Chargers, the I'm not sure. Okay. But the Raiders and the Giants, for See, sure. Because the Raiders Justin and Giants Her- are so I bad. I saw Justin Herbert make a lot of mistakes last yeah. night, and he's going to play. The Jets' defense forces But a that lot Chargers of offense is always one that can just explode for 30 points any given week. They don't do it every week, but they can do it. Okay, so say they win two out of those three games. Okay, and then they're at they're five and four, five and into four, that right? Game. They're yeah. in the playoff race for sure, right? Um, but my point, but then it gets harder if they then you play the Bills and Dolphins back to back. But then you have that easy stretch to finish out the season, and maybe Rodgers is back. But I think Wilson has been serviceable as far as the quarterback position is concerned. But I just keep watching them, and I'm thinking, you know, they weren't lying when they said this defense was going to be one of the best in football. Mm-hmm. Because it really I mean, is. when you when you when you and, talk and about it, the defense, that game against the Browns. They could win that game. They could win that game. I mean, the Browns defense might hold the Jets to like three points. How about the brothers, too, on the Jets defense? Oh, Quinnen and Quincy. Uh, Quincy, right. Quincy is having a better season than Quinnen. Quinnen, yeah. Quincy is putting himself into the Fred Warner, uh, Roquan mm-hmm. Smith discussion as far as middle linebackers are concerned. So they've got a great, they've got a great young defense in New York. Um, you felt bad. Bad-ish for Jets fans. It was also funny as well. But 
you felt bad for Jets fans when Rodgers goes down. Do you feel even worse for them knowing, like, seeing how they're three and three without him and, like, what could have been if he had just stayed healthy? Like, would we be five and one right now? Would we be sitting at six and well, maybe? let's okay. When I do it, they for sure have beaten uh, the Patriots, right? Yeah, that's only, the one game I'd say they could have won. You don't think so instead of being three and three. Well, they played him pretty close. Rodgers doesn't drop that shotgun snap, probably, like Wilson did. I don't know what happens. You know, I don't know what... what it's it's hard Dallas, because it if that game was 30-10. to 10, It's hard to say how much of a difference Rodgers could have had. But Rodgers loves to go into Dallas and beat the Cowboys. You're right. He has such a good track record to do it. They'd be that. better than 3-3, three and three, for sure. I think they'd be 5-1. and one, Wow. At least. What's the one loss? The Cowboys. Wow. They could have won every game with Zach Wilson at quarterback, even... Yeah. Um, other than that Cowboys game. so, uh, But the Eagles on the other side of the coin, no undefeated teams this year now in the no. NFL, and the Eagles had been kind of flirting with this for a while, haven't they? They did not look Yeah, they were kind of not like the Niners where they were just playing. They were undefeated, but playing every team close. And Jalen Hurts just played a terrible football mm-hmm. game. He did not look good throwing the football. Um, the final interception that he threw when it looked like oh, the right. Eagles yeah. were just going to, first of all, for them not to just run the ball, probably get stopped and punt it away, they would have left the the Jets with like a minute and ten seconds left. Instead, they throw it. Mm-hmm. Where if it's incomplete pass, you're going to give them a minute forty. Mm-hmm. But you threw an interception, right. to boot, so and he took just... it to like the twenty yard line. And Brees Hall, they let Brees Hall score. They just let him walk into the end zone so that the Eagles could get another chance back on offense. But very weird decision from the coaching to even pass the ball in that situation. The way that the Jets' offense was playing against your defense, I run the clock down as far as I can, I punt it away, and I say, Zach Wilson, go 80 yards and beat me. Yeah. And he won't be able to. No. So weird decision there. The Lions go to 5-1. and one. So now, all of a sudden, mm-hmm. there's a three-way tie at the top of this NFC conference because the Lions are 5-1, and one. Just and none of the teams have played each other. None yet. of the teams have played each other. And, Jacob, all three of the teams at the top, they've lost to AFC teams. So they're all still undefeated in the NFC side of things. So wow. So as far as tiebreakers are concerned, we're still kind of scratching our head there a little bit. Uh, yeah, Lions lost to the Chiefs. Oh, no, the Lions beat the no, Chiefs. No, the Lions beat the, the Chiefs. The Lions beat the Chiefs. The Lions lost to the Seahawks. The Seahawks. So they are in third place right mm-hmm. now because the Niners and the Eagles have the tiebreaker. But I still... If you're a Lions fan, you were probably sitting there thinking NFC North and three seed is so great, but now you have to be thinking about being the one seed. And, and if you're the Lions, you at, to, like you, you thought that you, you play an easier, you were you were teams. like the three seed, and that'd be okay. You have you've watched yourself play versus how the Eagles have played. Your offense right now is better than the Eagles' offense. You don't play the Niners or the Eagles. You don't play that. I don't think the Detroit Lions have the potential to. Catch the Niners. They can catch the Eagles, though. So you just think the Niners are going to win every game from now on? Like they're going to be? They just ran into like it's Cleveland's defense. It's talked about a lot, but it's somehow not even talked about enough. But there's does that make sense? There's still hiccup spots though for the Niners, like the Bengals in a couple of weeks at Jacksonville. After that Bengals game is a hiccup. Yeah, I don't know if Jacksonville. I mean, maybe Jacksonville does Cleveland and lost. Jacksonville, yeah, but Jacksonville's defense—they're four and two. They put up thirty-seven. Yeah, points. I mean against the Colts for sure, without Anthony Richardson. Richardson for sure. Richardson's done for the year. Yeah, too. for the year. Uh, the Niners go to the Eagles. They play, yeah, they, they, play, they have a they have they a tough Seattle schedule. Twice. I mean, don't get me wrong. 
<clears throat> I'm just saying it's possible for the Lions, I think, to catch everybody. How about that? You know how <clears> – <throat> was it Peter King who had the Steelers being the first team with the first seed in the in the AFC this year? Peter King had the Jags. Had the Jags. one seed. Mike Florio had the Steelers going to the AFC champion. Mike, that's game. what it was. Mike Florio. So <clears throat> it was uh, it was Peter King with the Jacks, right? What if it's like a weird situation where it's the Lions on the NFC side who kind of sneak their way into that one seed? It could happen. I think it very well could happen. Uh, the Giants and the Bills was a, really just such a snoozer of a game on Sunday Night Football. Um, NFL was really weird this week. The Giants were up nine to seven at some point in that game, and then the Bills. It was not a good week of football. No, it wasn't. And then last night, the Cowboys go to four and two, beating the Chargers uh, twenty to seventeen. Justin Herbert made some Dak Prescott like plays right. in that game last night. So. Yeah, I mean, I I gained no confidence in, in the either Cowboys. of those teams. <clears throat> well, certainly not the Chargers, but certainly not the Cowboys either. No, I still think the Cowboys are Fugazi. I still think they're the fourth best team in the NFC behind the Lions, Eagles, and Niners. And it's and not Seattle's, it's not and it's not close. And Seattle's closer to Dallas than Dallas is to those three teams. Right. Gear up with the latest sideline apparel hats or jerseys of your favorite players, authentic memorabilia, custom items and exclusives you can only find directly from the team at one of the official Steelers Pro Shops located at Acrisure Stadium, the Grove City Premium Outlets, or the Tanger Outlets, or you can visit online at shop.steelers.com. Steelers back on the practice field this week as they get ready for the Rams, and we take a more in-depth look at that Rams matchup tomorrow when we return. For Jacob Recht, I'm Tom Offerman, and this has been the Steelers Standard. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials, and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest Toothpaste, Secret Deodorant, Old Spice Deodorant, or Gillette Razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details.